You are now tuned in to Go Time Dolphins with Charlie Touche and Kadeem Simmons, the Miami Dolphins podcast that's for the fans and by the fans. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. And it's show time. Going all out when it's go time. I ain't wasting no time. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's show time. Cause it's your time. Lay it on the line when it's go time. Don't waste no time. Two weeks on a row. Charlie, what day is it? Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey he's up. He's up. He's up. He's back. up. He's up. He's up. He's up. It's two weeks in a row. Back to back. Guys. Hey, Victory Revisor. Victory Revisor in the building, man. Hey, in it's just building. because because it was like a victory Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I had to. Re- yeah. You know, victory Saturday. Mm. Thumbs up to the victory Saturday. So we had to remind everybody on Monday that, you know, I had to get the visor back on my back. Victory visor in the building. No worries. Listen, shout out to everyone in the comments. Shout out to IMAX. Says go time Dolphins. Victory Monday. Victory visor time. Exactly. Says what's up, Kadeem, Charlie, and chat. Shout out to Manolo Ribeiro. Says hola, mi cliente, I think. It says hello, everyone. Um, But yeah. It is week 12. The Dolphins are eight and three following a what 30 was it 34 13 victory over the new, uh, the East Rutherford Paper Plains. Um, yeah, I'm Kadeem. I'm not gonna do the intro, but I thought I would like to welcome everyone to Dolphins. So, yeah, you're on mute, right? Like, if you're gonna. You try, you try to introduce yourself just now, bro? Well, I want to do the, the Friends of the Podcast, Bradley Chubb and Emmanuel Ogba. And I just kind of got my... I haven't quite worked out to do this flawlessly every single week. Um, But quick question, Manolo, where are you from? And I asked that because if anyone has noticed, Hannah Montana went to Mexico and she brought me back. Oh, okay, okay, Poncho. okay. Okay, Pancho, Pancho, I see you. You just, you just need the sombrero now. Yeah, I really do. But I, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, the, the the white was hitting with the the black and white scully. I like, oh, you in there right now? But then you threw the poncho. On. I'm like, kind of threw it off, but the poncho is still dope. Yeah, I have to, I had to wear the poncho. I'm never gonna wear it in public. Um, it's only gonna make an appearance on probably one episode of Go Time Dolphins. But it's Charlie Touche. How are you? It's Go Time Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins podcast that goes not only across the pond, but across the world. I'm your boy, Charlie Touche. I got my co-host, Kadeem Simmons, with me. It's always for the fans and by the fans. Your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. We in the building, man. Dolphins are 8-3. and Kind of on cruise control. Kadeem Simmons got the, the big styrofoam finger out right now for all the audio listeners that can't see it but uh kadeem man how we feeling bro it kind of feel like the game was a long time ago bro i ain't even gonna lie to you because i'm watching like and i watched it back twice i watched the game twice already and i'm like oh yeah i forgot this happened oh yeah i forgot we got to talk about this so does it not feel like the game was uh like a little while ago um honestly the game feels bittersweet and i think it felt bit bittersweet in the moment um there's so much to talk talk about um good bad and i guess the ugly side of it was the injury to um jalen phillips which has you know ended the season early massive massive shame so i kind of feel like the result kind of got lost in the ufr simply because of how significant that injury was of and hopefully it's not too significant down the line. But in terms of what actually happened during the game, I kind of just not put it to one side, but the focus was kind of on, you know, the full recovery of Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips ruptures in Achilles on the same side of the field and in the same area 
of the field where Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles. You can't make this up. So they've been talking about the turf at, at, at MetLife Stadium. And, and I, here, here are some injuries, notable injuries from MetLife Stadium. I want to I get a date for you, how long these uh, injuries have taken place. So I've but, got a list right here, and I've got the list since 2020. Yeah, yeah. So I got that. that I, I'm assuming it's the same list. So it's since 2020. I just seen it say since 2020. Nick Bosa torn ACL. Solomon Thomas torn ACL. Uh, Raheem Mostert torn MCL. Uh, Sterling Shepard torn Achilles. Sterling Shepard torn ACL. Wondell Robinson torn ACL. Blake Martinez torn Achilles. Jabril Peppers torn ACL. Kyle Fuller torn ACL, Aaron Rodgers torn Achilles, Jalen Phillips, uh, what is now considered a torn Achilles. It's same field, same same field, and that's and that's in the space of three years. Rob says good evening, peeps. He adds ban turf, and it's it's interesting, or well, not interesting, but so many Dolphin fans prior to the game were saying, "Come out of the game with a win." And also without any injuries. And I feel like it takes a more significance against the East Hoverford paper planes at MetLife, given how many players go down in non-contact injuries. And surely, I say at some point they have to make a change. I would assume the reason it is tough is because it's easier to, I guess, manage during the season, especially when you've got the Giants and the paper planes playing there. But that shouldn't come at the risk of players. And the fact that there's, what, two... On this list, I've got two, four, six, uh, eight, ten... About, like, 12 players in the space of three years. It's averaging four, four a year. Like, that is stupid. Like, that shouldn't... Surely they're going to do something about it, but we all, we all know they won't. And then, and then, and then they want big-time games and have the, the league's best players on playing on this field. It's crazy. How about this, Kadeem? You know, you you love soccer, right? You, you, you call it football. We call it soccer. You love football. And you know, international players, they, they go to different teams and stuff like that. And then the, the United States kind of get like the leftovers. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 um the remnants of what used to be of these good soccer players, they'll come to the United States and extend their career by like four years because they're still better than everyone over here uh, after they're kind of retiring, right? So what I found out was the United States tried to get like more, uh, what, what's the word I want to I wanna put out there? Like more recognizable games. You know what I'm saying? More highly recognizable games. You know what I'm saying? Like more important games from the international soccer, but played here, right? And the soccer players like, no, we not we not playing on that 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 turf stuff that y'all got. Like it's got to be a natural field. You know what I'm saying? So all these stadiums that want soccer games and like the 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 stars of soccer to come over here and play, just you know, sell tickets. Not even just play in the states. I'm like, like play for MLS. I'm talking about just playing a game here. You know what I'm saying? Like it has it's conditions. Like we're not even practicing on this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But yet the United States would have their own players play here for a living. Like on on this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Once upon a time it was just carpet. It was just carpet with paint on it, and they were playing on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy that uh. And there's just soccer players that play in the MLS that are international that say, yo, I'll play on natural, but I'm not playing on no turf. Like, so whenever we play a game on turf, just take me out the lineup. It's crazy. And then, you know, we over here just miss, miss uh, handling our athletes and, and telling them to do things that it's just like we wouldn't ask everybody else to do. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Rob points out that Turf is banned in the top four leagues in England for football, aka soccer. He says, no excuse when you have a few stadiums being multi-purpose, i.e. host NFL and college. But I was on a Defense Nation UK podcast on Sunday morning, 
And, you know, we're talking about how the Tottenham Stadium in the UK has the grass pitch for soccer and then they change it to AstroTurf. And it's like, why would you do that for? It's not played on every single week, but mm -hmm. I would assume it's easier to, again, manage throughout the year. You don't need to water it. It doesn't need sun. You can just get it out three, four times a year and that's it. And again, to kind of bring back to Jalen Phillips, it really, really is a shame because he currently leads the league, so leads the league, leads the team in terms of sacks at six and a half. And it's someone who missed multiple games due to injury. Um, just looking at our sack leaders, Phillips and Wilkins tied for six and a half. Chubb is on six. So, friend of the podcast, Bradley Chubb is on six. Hey, like Zach Sealer was on five. Van Ginkle and Ogba are on four and Baker's on 1.5. And I think, you know, um, we might as well get to now talking about Jalen Phillips. Obviously, the Eagles cut David Barnett. He has been claimed by the Houston Texans, but per Field Yates, he says that the Dolphins did put in a waiver claim for him, but because they have a better record than the Texans, the Texans, you know, did get him. So the Dolphins, at the very least, Tried to bring in Derek Barnett, who has history with Vic Fangio, hasn't happened. And you would assume that they're looking at, you know, Ogba and Van Ginkle just to kind of like pick up the load that Jalen Phillips is, you know, his injury is going to leave. So I remember when Derek Barnett was drafted and I didn't love him. I'm like, yeah. And I, I really thought the Eagles should have went with Hassan Reddick. And Hassan Reddick is like from Philly and he played in Temple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Local. And they didn't go Hassan Reddick. And then Hassan Reddick ended up going back and playing for Philly later on in his career. And like, oh, yeah, all right, we messed this up. Sorry. And then now they let go of Barnett. I, I understand the correlation and the connection. You hurt. You, someone's hurt. A first round pick just got let go. Let's see what he has. I'm going to pump the brakes on Barnett. I would have pumped the brakes on Barnett anyway. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but what I am a fan of is Van Ginkle and Agba, you know, filling the role of Jalen Phillips for now because I think there's something there. Van Ginkle's undersized when he goes out there, but he's he's still he's still productive. So there's definitely something there. But this is why I say go get Shaq Leonard to yep. play linebacker, linebacker. And then have Van Ginkle and Agba play what we consider outside linebacker, but it's still like DN. It's the Jalen Phillips role. So you put Van Ginkle out there, you put Agba out there at end, and then you get Leonard to stand up. You know what I'm saying? So in the middle. So that's what I, that's what I'm liking. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where my mind went automatically. Didn't even go to Derek Barnett. Like I wasn't on him, but. I'm more so. Let's let's see what Leonard has left in the tank. Um, oddly enough, he was at the Colts game in in the suite in the owner suite. Crazy, isn't it? Hmm. The, like what? that's probably like one of the first to get cut by a team and then still go to the game, and you're sitting in like the the owner suite. Yeah, it's it's mad. Um, speaking about mad, the Dolphins are so back back to the game. Dolphins are up ten. There's just over a minute left until half time. Dolphins. Hold on, get hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, continue. No, no, no. If you have something else to talk about, no, no, no. I, I want to see how you're gonna set this up. Go ahead. Well, so the the like the segue was as I was like, oh, it's mad, and I was going to talk about the mad, essentially final minute of the first half where the Dolphins. I think it's fair to say are cruising into the half. You're looking to double dip the chip, score, get the ball after half again, score again, and it's essentially game over. And before you know it, the score is 10-6. And we'll start there. What did you make of the pick six? All right. I was hoping you wasn't going to sun pass that and just go to the, the, the good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, nah, no, 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 no way. Let's, no, let's do no it way. in chronological order. And you know what I'm saying? Let's not brush nothing under the, the rug. Like, so two of those are pick six. And it's funny because Christmas, when he threw the interception 
to Green Bay. Was that a pick six in, in Green Bay? The Green Bay Christmas game? I, I, I knew it was like a game. Three. It was a it was a game ending pick. The no, I'm talking about the last one. Like oh. we, it was the last drive of the game. I, we threw I a don't pick. Think it's a pick six. And, I don't think it's a pick six. Yeah. So anyway, it was a it was a game ending interception, and it was like, oh, it's over. When Tua threw the game ending interception last Christmas to Green Bay, I was like, dang, that sucks. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't tripping. I wasn't mad. I'm like, this doesn't happen often. It's it's whatever. Like, that's a bad way to end the game. He's gonna have to live with that. That's it. I wasn't tripping. I wasn't like, what was that? We gotta get a quarterback. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? When that's exactly how I felt when I threw when he when he threw the pick six this time. Same, same exact thing. I'm like, all right, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Now I want to be very clear. This one is 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 coming off the hills of some bad interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Green Bay one wasn't really like bad interceptions. Didn't set that up. You know what I'm saying? So this one is there's some dumb interceptions. Then there's some bad interceptions, right? So I'm like, all right, that's not good. However, I'm still not concerned. That's that's what I said in my head. I'm like, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. Sherry Steve hit me up. You know when people talk in all caps, it, it sounds it kind of <laughs> you read it and it's like they're yelling at you through the text message. <laughs> no, what very quickly. Have you have you seen Harry Potter? No, I don't do Harry Potter. There's a scene in Harry Potter where one of the characters, Ron Weasley, he gets a letter from his mom, and it, like, the, the letter arrives, but the letter opens up and it's screaming at him. That's what I can imagine today. It's like, yo, if te if text messages could talk, and I'm sure they will soon, share why Steve is screaming at you, bro. Why did you pronounce Harry Potter Harry Potter? Like that's the first time I ever heard you pronounce both T's in a word that has double T's in it. Like I don't even hear you pronounce your T's ever. I always hear you say what a like but a what a. You know what I'm saying? And, and you just pronounce both T's in Harry Potter. Like how how does that happen? You answered your own question. There's only one team water, but there's two. No, 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 no. No, so no, no. So 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 if I'm saying water, like it's, it's water, Potter. like it's, it's just one of the things. But Potter is two T's, so you had to like kind of get both T's in there. But yeah. What did you think about the the pick six? <sighs> I don't want to get into a quarterback debate. There's really no need for it. That's not like it's nothing. It's, but I said to you know. weeks ago, Tua has this. Like I'm, I'm firmly on this hill. Tua has one or two throws a game. Where I'm just like, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're doing. But that's not on. And okay. when he's done it, so and I say it's funny. So I watched a game with some Jets fans, and before the game, as the game's going on, they're like, "You got this easy." And I literally said to them. Tua's got Tua has an inception. Like he's he's going to give you the ball. Like it's it's going to happen. Like, no, no. I was like, listen, I am telling you now, it is going to happen. And when it happened, I turned around and said, There you go. I'm not even gonna get into the second one, but I was just like, there you go. I said it against the rate before I said it before the Raiders game. Where I am at the moment is that Tua's gonna throw an inception a game. That's that's why I'm at the moment. And at the moment, he's kind of, I guess, not proving me right, but He's how long? How long do you feel? Have you felt like this? Like, oh, he's going to give up the ball. He's going to give you the ball. He's going to throw a pick a game. How long have you felt like this? I've said this for weeks. We can go back. So, so this year it started this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, cool, cool. I'm just trying to get a timeline here. Just trying to get a timeline. So two of those, the pick six, and we get the ball back. And now we're going to double dip the chip. We're going to we're going to get the ball back. Favorite, the paper planes missed extra point. So it's like. It's odd, but is what it is. All right, Pepper Plains missed the extra point. We get the ball back. Everyone knows when Tua throws a pick, he's like the best quarterback in the past 10 years in NFL football the next drive. Dog doesn't miss. He scores. He puts up points. And he has like a, 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 a perfect passer rating after every pick he throws. It's, it's the wildest thing. And that, and I'm not exaggerating. The stats are out there. It's, it's the wildest thing. His passer rating is like 150 with like drives that end up being touchdowns and like no picks. It's, it's the wildest thing after two of those a pick. Comes out. Let's see what we get. 
Tooth throws another pick. Am I tripping? Yeah, he does. And it's just like... Okay, no, no. I was just making yeah. sure. I was yeah, just no, making no, no, sure. No, 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 you're gonna get you're gonna they're gonna get you eventually. You're like, yo, you're not you're not perfect, right? So everyone knows you get the ball out faster than everyone else in the league. It is crazy, it's 2.4 seconds, and you're successful. And you wonder why. Well, why don't ever why why don't people just sit on the routes? And we know the ball's gonna come out. Let's just sit on the routes. The reason you can't sit on the routes, because you got you got you got road runners on the outside that are running right past you. If you're sitting on routes, they're just going to run right past you. So it's like you got to pick your poison. So everyone's not just jumping routes. So eventually, and, and and you know, some foreshadowing, some, you know, foreshadowing, uh, McDaniel almost says the exact same thing I say. Like, all right, maybe I called the wrong play. Maybe that was kind of on me. You know what I'm saying? The first one was whatever. And I think he says the second one I was wondering, I like, but we hear Mike, we hear McDrip, you know what I'm saying? The second one was uncharacteristic. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, if a team gets you and they beat you and they've been doing homework and, and, and they just they got your number, cool. That's fine. I can live with that. But a bad pass inside, receiver didn't have a chance at it, easy pick. That was that second one. And I didn't appreciate that one. And now, in my opinion, there's a turnover problem with Tua. You know what I'm saying? Never in his career did I ever think he had a turnover problem. Everybody hit him with the name, turn the ball over, right? Like, Tua turn the ball over. like, And it wasn't even warranted. Like, bro, cool, matches the name, whatever, it's funny, but it doesn't. it's not even warranted. He doesn't turn the ball over like that. And then when you look at the stats and all his years in the NFL, it's like, bro, the man is not a turnover machine. Nowhere near it, by the way. Not even like, oh, almost. No, it's just, you know, they want to make jokes and whatever. But now... There's a valid conversation of, yo, dog is a, he's not a machine, but he's turning the ball over, bro, and it's an issue now. Now it's a turnover issue. What you got? So, and and, and again, I, I, I think I might even said it like around the um quarterback rankings episode. I was like, in my opinion, Tua has these throws. And I, I think I was kind of like, Tua has these throws one or two times a game. And it's just like, dude, what are you thinking? They don't always get intercepted, but it's kind of like, you know, what are you thinking? And that's how that's how further down the line we got into the whole turnover where he plays. I'm not trying to get into that right now. But the Dolphins offense at the moment has a turnover has a has a turnover issue. And it's just like, I don't know what you guys are doing. I don't know if because you're eight and three and you're playing some cupcake teams, you think that, you know. You can just plain sail through these games, but mm-hmm. you don't want to get lulled into a full sense of security. And then you know you sleepwalk through the commanders, you sleepwalk through the titans, and then you sleepwalk against the each other fed paper planes. You're eleven and three, AFC East champions, and then you have to, you know, like you can't sleepwalk against the Cowboys. You can't sleepwalk against these teams. And according to Stat News, Tua has fourteen turnovers. So far this season, ten interceptions and four lost fumbles. I guess one of the fumbles would be the end of the Chiefs game in Germany, but it's just like, yo, we need to get back to. And most dolphin, most dolphin fans do not like this guy, but we need to introduce some kind of TNT wall and black. Like, yo, guys, this is insane because it's. To get to, to to appreciate the good, you have to get through the bad. And again, I'm watching this game with Jets fans, and they get the pick six. They missed the extra point, but they're like, "It's cool, you know. Like we can we can get us up in half. All good, blah blah." So another interception, and they're like, "Yo, we have you guys on the ropes." And, I, and I, I'm sitting there just going, "Are we really about to let the paper planes get back into this game?" So there's five seconds left. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. So, so before before we even get there, the jet. 
I almost said it. The paper planes. Shout out the Fence Trooper on social media. We rock with y'all boys and girls. Holla at your boy. Shout out the Fence Troopers. Listen. The paper planes. I, you know, I'm not on Twitter, Kadeem. I'm not on Twitter like that. But I had to put this out there because I thought it was a real thing. And I wanted I wanted receipts to get out there before it happened. But I was like, bruh, these boys might not even pass our 50. The whole game. They might not even pass our 50-yard line. I'm like, yo, I like it. Let me put it out there in the, in the, in the atmosphere. They did not pass the 50-yard line, Kadeem. Until the fourth quarter, bro. And was that after we turned the ball over again? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I think it was. But, yeah. but, yeah. bro, they had the ball on the forty-nine yard line and still couldn't pass our fifty. It was, it was too funny. So, before you get into what you're saying, bro, I'm gonna ask you a question. We had the paper. We had the Raiders, paper planes, Washington, Tennessee, paper planes again. Five games, right? Everybody, this is this is noted. It is like we got this five game stretch. We should come out five and zero, uh, and then be in a really good place to to do some damage in the division and in the conference. My question to you, Kadeem, and shout out to everyone in the comments. Everyone in the comments can answer this question as well. I, I'm really interested in hearing everyone's answer. And everyone who who hits us up in group chats and phone numbers, y'all got us on phone numbers and social medias. I really want to hear y'all answer as well. Like, yo, hit us up any any way you can hit us up. I, I really want to know people's answer to this question. Would you rather, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to dress this up the right way. We have seen Tua not un we've seen him unsure of, of himself before. Whether it was because of Coach Flores or whether it was because he didn't believe in himself. And then Mike McDaniel comes in, talks confidence into him, and he's like, "You know what? I am that dude." And then he and then he starts believing him in, in, in himself again, right? We've heard to admit to it, like, "You know what? I had I had to rethink some things. Am I tripping? Like, do do I have what it takes to play in the league?" He had, he he he. I don't know. It's fair to say he doubted himself because that might be a stretch, but he he started second guessing some things, right? I believe there's different type of people in this world. You know what I'm saying? And and one of my favorite quarterbacks is Brett Favre. And I'm going to get to that question in a second, y'all. But one of my favorite quarterbacks is Brett Favre. And I say this a lot on this podcast, but I, there was a documentary on Favre, and I think it was called Favre Forever, right? Favre for the number four ever because it's his number, right? And in this documentary, he says there's only twice, two times in my career where I threw a pick and the very next drive I came out and the very first throw, I threw another pick. This is what Brett Favre was saying. He said that's happened twice in his career. And he said, but don't get it. He didn't, you know, this is me paraphrasing now. He said, don't get it twisted. That third time I came out, I wasn't taking nothing off of it. I wasn't being extra careful. Like, don't be surprised if I come out here and throw another third pick because that's just who I am. Like, I'm coming for you. You feel me? Tua don't have that Brett Favre mentality. You know what I'm saying? So my, uh, and I ain't asked the question yet, but I will say this. You know how, Kadeem, you've seen it firsthand. I was, I have unshakable faith in certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just unshakable. I just, when I believe something is there, I like, nah, I believe this. You know what I'm saying? You've seen when I like, oh, the Dolphins are drafting to it. I have zero doubts. Like, you've seen it with your own eyes. There's things that, and again, like when Tua, when Tua is on the field a couple years ago, I'm like, yo, I have full confidence to it. I believe in Tua. He's my quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I'm at peace when Tua has the ball. I'm not worried about turnovers. I'm not worried about no stupid stuff. I like it when Tua has the ball. I said all that stuff, right? I'm super comfortable with my dog. But I will say this. I, I got to plug this in real quick. I wasn't concerned about injuries. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I was out in front. I'm not concerned about Tua's injury history, whatever. I had, I had to say that, too. 
I had to say, yo, people don't fall on their head all the time. Like, yo, that's not normal. I'm not worried about him falling on his head. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he's taking up jujitsu, my fellow jujitsu practitioner, my dog. Working on my fourth strike, by the way. Say that to say this. I am concerned about Tua's ability to get over things mentally. Like, because we've seen it before. Like, when you watch the UFC, Kadeem, and there's people who just, they just keep winning, 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 winning. And, and then you see someone get knocked out like, yo, I never would have thought i ever seen that happen. So now the next time that person fights, like, well, I can see him. I can see him taking it. Like, he could get hit. Well, I've seen it happen. Because we've seen Tua, I want to say struggle mentally before, like, I'm concerned that his body language, you can see his body language with that second pick. Like, you can see that, oh, man. Like, because before, earlier during the year, last year, we, we two or throw pick, it was nothing. All right, whatever. Body language wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad. But his body language this time was terrible. And I kind of feel like it's because he knows, you know, I've been acting lately. I've been tripping lately. Not only that, I think it's all compounded by hard knocks. Not saying it's only hard knocks, but I think it's also there. Like, dang, now I got to sit in front of the world with my turnover issues and talk about this thing like it's therapy. You know what I'm saying? And he might not want that. You feel me? And like, I've just never seen Tua's body language like that on the field. We've seen it in press conferences and in, in amidst trade talks and stuff like that. But on the field, it's just a terrible visual to see his body language. And I appreciate you for letting me go that long. Here's the question. Would you rather the Dolphins come out of this five-game winning streak, three and two, but your quarterback is playing like the MVP, has all the confidence in the world, goes out there, tight window tool, making all the throws, and is filling himself out of that five, uh, after them five games, going into the last three games of the season? Or would you rather him, or would you rather us be 5-0 and oh after those five games, but two is not confident, and he he's he's a little shaky, like like not sure about himself? And that's the question for everybody. Please answer the question. Let us know in the comments. Hit us up on the phone, whatever, social media, whatever. You're on mute, Kadeem. Yeah, to me, I, I, to me, I, I think it's an easy question. I think it's 5-0. and oh. Like, it's, I understand Tua's, Tua's confidence might be, I guess, lower than what it is. But given, given the teams are playing in this five-game stretch, for us to lose two games and Tua's playing like an MVP... That means our defense is playing bonds. And to me, that's a bigger issue. Like, like so I think Sam Howell is like second in terms of yards thrown so far this season. If he's not second, he's first. Like him and two are kind of like neck and neck. It's still Sam Howell and the commanders. Like what to lose to to lose to two of the commanders, Titans, and paper planes who have nothing to play for. To lose one, okay, is what it is. You know, you took it after ball to lose two, nah. Because to me, that also then gives motivation to the Bills to be like, "Yo, hold on, we can come back into the AFC East." So it's and also it's a team game. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And to me, there's no point in having your your quarterback back to his MVP level, but you're losing games. Like to me, that's that's nothing. Like I again, that's just my opinion. But yeah. Yeah, it's all opinionated. You said it was an easy, easy answer. It's funny because my answer is I'd rather see us go three and two, but our quarterback is super balling and super hot and super feeling himself going into the last three hardest games of the season, and we know we're going to get like a killer at quarterback as opposed to someone who's a bit gun-shy. You ever been gun-shy before, Kadeem? You know, you know what gun-shy is? You ever heard the term? Yeah, I've, I, sometimes I have like soccer games where I'm just not shooting because I'm worried about, you know. All right, cool. Yeah. So I don't know if I, you know, I don't ever want my quarterback to be gun shy, ever. You know what I'm saying? And, and and we can sit here and I, 
bro, if if people said O2 is not an MVP candidate, bro, I, I, that's a whole nother conversation. Like, yo, at, at one point he was an MVP candidate this year and last year. So he 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 balls, and he's our quarterback. That's great, but I don't want our quarterback to be gun shy and like, dang, I don't I don't I don't know if I could make the throw or I don't know if I should make this throw. I don't know if I should test tight tight window tool. You know, like I, I, I don't you know what I'm saying? I don't want that. I'd rather like yo come out here and, and shoot all the shots. Shooters gonna shoot. And I gotta say this Kadeem. I got this job right it's a current job by the way it's a job that I work right now and I, I won't be as long as I was with that tool set up but I got this job and this is a true story um I go to this job and I have a lot of experience in this field I won't really tell you what it is but a lot of experience in manufacturing and production but in this particular field, I'm fairly like seasoned, like in this area. So I get this job and right away, the the new, the people who I work for, they're like, man, the company that I work for, they're like, this dude, like it's, it's seasoned. Like he learns quick, picks up on everything. Like, let's see if he can do this. And they move me over here. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Chop it up. Damn, man, this guy's nice. Let's see if he can do this. So I start training on something. And then I go to Germany, right? So I come back from Germany, and, and, and in total, I probably missed like 12 days of work, maybe, maybe a little more. And I come back and I'm not training no more. They put me on this process by myself. I like, I ain't gonna lie, I might have needed a warm-up after 12 days of no work, and I never did this process by myself, but they threw me in the fire, picked it up, and I've been working for whatever a couple weeks, pick it up, and and you know, the chatter is. Hey, all right, dude, dude, pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he he, he picks up on stuff. Solid dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Kadeem, it's Thanksgiving week. We only work three days, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You off for the rest of the week. For some reason, I'm on this process. And not only am I on this process, they, they usually switch people up, but now they got me on it like full time. Like, yo, you, you that dude right there, this is what you're doing, right? And I ain't gonna lie, I don't like the no one likes this process. I don't like the process, but it's whatever. I'm just doing what I gotta do. I ain't gonna lie, Kadeem. Some way, somehow, I was just shooting blanks on Monday. I like, yo, this is bad. Almost like I I I should have been when I came back that one day after 12 days. Like, that's this is the performance I would have expected, right? So I'm like, yo, bro, get it together. You tripping, right? And I could not get it together. I just chopped it up to like, you know what? This was a bad day of work. It was kind of embarrassing, but I'll get it together. Tuesday comes up and same thing. And I'm like, hold on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, you're not, you not going to do this two days in a row. And, I, and now I'm trying to think like, yo, why is this happening? Not it's happening. I'm like, why is this happening? And I get in my own head, bro. And it's like, I'm I'm getting a little nervous on the process. I'm like, yo, don't mess up, bro. Like you've been tripping. I am literally tripping at work. Like, dang, bro. And and then people, you know, you, you hear whispers. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, you could you see body language. I'm like, yo, this is bad, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I called my girlfriend, and I said I wasn't gonna go along with the story, but hang in there. I called my girlfriend uh, that night. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. The day is Wednesday. It's it's Tuesday night. I got one more day of work. And I want to be clear. No one wants to do this process, really. Uh, I don't care for this process, but it's whatever. But now that I've been blowing it and I've been messing up for two days straight, I ain't going to lock it in. They kind of don't want me on a process no more. So it kind of worked out. But since I'm uber competitive, I'm like, nah, bro. I, I want to smoke. I got to get back on there. And I gotta, I gotta figure out why, why this is happening. You know what I'm saying? So I go to work on Wednesday, and I can't wait to see my my name on the schedule and where I'm at. And it turns out I'm there at the end of the day. So I, the whole day goes by, and then I, I was like, I could not wait to get on this process just to knock it out the park. But I go knock it out the park. I'm like, All right, I'm back. I'm chilling. You feel me? There's something to be said, bro about being gun shy and in your own head and then when the lights are on you are you able to perform 
And I just think, yo, it's a big stage. Two is not that Brett Favre dude. And with hard knocks, and I'm not saying this this is because of hard knocks or hard knocks is an issue. I'm just saying I don't like the timing of these turnovers. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like, yo, I'm a little bit concerned for our quarterback's mind state right now. My bad. You got the floor. No worries. Um, shout out to Rob. He says, so talking about, you know, Tua being gunshot and stuff, he says, we've seen times this season where Tua has turned into a demon after throwing a pick. And I do think Tua's, whatever mindset he's in at the moment, he, the way the Dolphins are set up, they're not, like, they're a very balanced team. They can run the ball on you, and they showed in that first in that third quarter. They just ran the ball down the Jets' throats, paper plane's throat because there's nothing about it. They can just sling the ball and do whatever they want. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and they've got a defense which is now turning the like getting the ball back, all that kind of stuff. So I know people have been here for forty three, about forty five minutes, and it's like, yo, you haven't even mentioned the best part of the game. So I'm watching the game. I'm in the Hippodrome. It's like a Dolphins Jets watch party. And the Jets fans are like, yo, we've got you on the ropes. Like, we've like, this is it. It's 10 6, five seconds left. Tim Ball drops back. And I think I could explain things, but I think it's only fair they would let the man himself talk about. You know what? We will hear from friend of the podcast, Javon Holland. And I hope this works. I've never tried this before. So in place. And yeah. that's what that's what I hope. Like I hope I- Nope. That's not gonna work. Not at all. So actually no, that should work actually. Uh give me two seconds. I tried something there, it didn't work. Let's try this. So that energy, like I want to be the spark plug that starts off that fire, you know what I mean? So we'll see what boil how far he can throw it if indeed he throws it, or they try a, a lateral or whatever here. Meanwhile, he just tries to get away from everybody, throws it into the end zone into a lot of traffic, and there's a pick on the other side. And coming back from the end zone is Holland, and Holland is out to midfield, and Holland is inside the 40, and Holland is inside the 20. Can you believe this? That is insanity. Hey, can you play it from the beginning? One more time? Yeah, I'll, I'll let it run. Um, but yeah, just it's insanity. That's as crazy as anything you'll ever see. So we'll try that again, and then vice versa. Like you see, the offense turned up when we making plays, and yeah. that's what that's what I hope. Like I ho- I make plays so that the team can we can spark that energy. Like I want to be the spark plug that starts off that fire. You know what I mean? So we'll see what boil. All right, we good. So Charlie, say yeah, as. As he's getting closer and closer, so when he, when he picks it off, the Jet fans are like, "Okay, cool, what it is, you know, it's a, it's a hell Mary attempt. No time on the clock. We're all good." Dolphin fans are like, "Yes, they didn't score. Cool, he's gonna get tackled. Is what it is." Ninety-five yards to go. Ninety. Eh, is what it is. Eighty-five. Eighty. Oh, okay, cool, fair enough. But you know, you gotta get tackled. Seventy-five. Seventy. Okay, Charlie, as you're getting closer and closer, you can just feel the Jets fans around me just like going, <laughs> this not be real. And as they're saying that, we're going, yo, we can do this. And I love, you see, like, walking to get a block, and then it's just Holland against Tim Ball. And Tim and Holland clearly had been watching two or I mean, when two does that, like, the little you, I was like, the little, hey, what you got? Holland's like, hey, what you got? Game over. 17 or 16-6. It was play your play of the season. 100 percent play of the season. Um, as Rob says, the Jets didn't have the angle. Carl says Tub got a good block as well. Charlie, what what would you what would you go in through as he's as as he, as fan of the podcast of on Holland returns that kick? Shout out to Rob invoking the Gronkowski didn't have the angle. Uh, for for everyone who just heard Javon Holland's uh voice on the audio version, 
that was from when friend of the podcast javon holland came to our show chopped it up with us and he said all of that on our podcast well done by kadeem for producing that and um showing that footage uh I, I remember it like it was yesterday what we said after he left the podcast and how we was just like bro <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite podcast moments ever we was just like bro bro yeah that was one of my favorite podcast moments ever after javon holland got off the podcast we was just like yo we just had javon holland on podcast but um when I seen the Hail Mary happening and I seen him right there in the middle and he caught it in my mind, I'm like, bro, you don't have to bat it down. Like, catch this. And when he caught it, I'm like, yo, take this back, bro. You know what I'm saying? In my head. And then it happens so fast. It's crazy that this name keeps coming up because this is what I thought when it happened. I'm like, yo, this is the person who would do this. Ed Reed. I seen it all the time at the University of Miami. Ed Reed is this is this is what he does. And the mentality that you have to have to not bat that ball down and like, yo, I'm about to house this with, with no time on the clock. And the defense got to score points. And yo, who said I can't turn take this to the house? Coach gonna be mad at me because I didn't bat down the, the Hail Mary at the end of that. Bruh, that's what we need in our defensive players. And when I seen it happening. I wasn't sure he was going to make it. Like, I ain't going to lie. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And he's getting closer and closer. I'm kind of like Coach McDaniel. Like, he was looking. You know, the footage is out now of uh, of Coach McDaniel watching the entire thing and not just him running on the field. Like, he watches the whole thing. And I'm kind of like Coach. I'm kind of watching like, okay, let's see what happens. Then it's getting really real past the 50. I'm like. And then he put he put, put uh, Boyle on skates. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. Coach McDaniel runs on the field, forgets we have to kick the extra point, apparently. Like, he was, he was already halfway in the locker room. Like, bro, you, you know we got to kick this extra point, right? Like, dog, Coach Coach is just a big kid, bro. I'm telling you, though. And then you see it. Did you see how, how Coach walked into the uh, the game? Did you see what he was wearing? I didn't know. Oh, my goodness. I'll find it before the show. We'll, we'll show it on bonus time. But, yeah, man, I, I thought it was solid. I thought, yo, this is what the team needed. Like, absolutely needed it. Yeah, I think. Sometimes you can see a turning point in a game. And to me, that was a turning point. I've, I genuinely feel the paper players were feeling themselves after back-to-back picks. It was a four-point game. That that basically, in my opinion, killed any chance of a comeback. 17-6. Dolphins get the ball back again. And they don't, you know, they that, that, that third quarter was just a masterclass in getting the ball run the ball down, taking it into the fourth quarter and going, yo, if you thought we was... Go- like, it's the one thing I want to see from the Dolphins all season. And I say wanted to see. The Dolphins have scored points at will, so it's an odd thing to want to see. But again, when you get to play your football and you need to kill the clock, grind out, you know, basically a quarter or half a quarter, they show they, they can do that. It's... I also think for I've also think Tua needed that as well. Like I said before, we spoke about Holland. It gave like if I felt like Holland and the defense were like, yo, we've got you. Like now go out there and put this game to bed. And the Dolphins basically did that. So yeah, shout out to friend of the podcast, Javon Holland. Um best safety in the, best safety in the league. Shout out to this defense that kept on getting sacks and turnovers. Um and just yeah, it was it, it was, in my opinion, for 59 minutes of that game, only one team was going to win it. And for the minute where all hell broke loose, I didn't think the paper planes were going to win, but I was like, we are not doing this today. Like, we are not allowed paper planes to even think about winning this game. Breaking news. Right off the press, happening right now. The Miami Dolphins are signing pass rusher Jason Pierre-Paul. JPP is coming to the Miami Dolphins. And I thought this was a couple years overdue, if I'm being honest with you. I like when he went to Tampa, I thought we could have brought him in. Um, but JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul coming back to South Florida, and he's going to be a Miami Dolphin. And I really like this, Kadeem. Really, really, really like this. 
Do you think that prevents us from getting Shaq Leonard? Nope. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it prevents it at all. I can see why. I think. I think the the Derek Barnett attempt showed that the Dolphins felt that they needed another body in the room. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Pierre-Paul isn't what he once was, but you know it's he's going to at the very least you know cause a few issues. Um, I did think about potentially getting Melvin Ingram back, but it could be a case where that ship was probably too long sailed. And yeah, JPP is going to be interesting. Um, I also think we have some easy games to kind of ease him into it, if that makes sense, with the uh, Commanders, Titans, and Paper Planes before, you know, we have essentially what I hope to be the battle for the one seed in our final remaining three games. Bro, Melvin Ingram was a great name that you just threw out. Like, I would have been on, I'm still in on Melvin Ingram, matter of fact. Like, I would have been in on that right away. Um, but Jason Pierre Paul, he's not going to be asked to do much. So if you, if he gets, let's just, and, and this is not accurate, an accurate number, but let's just say he gets 15 snaps a game. It's up to him to make the best out of these 15 snaps. So we're not asking you to play 40 snaps a game or 48 snaps that Buffalo played in one half yesterday. Like Buffalo had 48 snaps on offense in one half. I don't know how you do that. On average, there's only 62 snaps a game on offense. And they have 48 in one half uh, and still lost, by the way. But anyway, um, yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul is not going to come in and, and, and be asked to do much. So the hope is, yo, make these snaps useful. And obviously, you, you want to play in the NFL. You want to get the bag. You want to do all this stuff. You want to extend your career. So you're gonna make, you're gonna make uh, the best out of these snaps. The hope. That's the hope. Um, you got anything else before we get, get into bonus time? Um, I feel like I'm about to get cramped, but I managed to avoid it so far. So hopefully, I can continue that heading into bonus time and the rest of the episode. But apart from that, nice victory Monday. The paper plane, the the bills, and the Patriots all lost on Sunday, so like they can all hold up. Hey, shout out to Justin Herbert for not pulling it off again, but always getting all the excuses in the world. I don't know how you do that, but y'all know what time it is. Stay positive, test negative. For Kadeem Simmons, I'm Charlie Touche. Thank you for tuning in this time. Make sure you catch us next time on Go Time. All right, it. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. And it's showtime, going all out when it's go time. I ain't wasting no time. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's showtime. Cause it's your time. Lay it on the line when it's go time. Don't waste no time. Gotta make them lose their mind when it's your time. And it's showtime, going all out when it's go time. I ain't wasting no time. So shout out to everyone who is here still, which basically everyone. Oh, make sure you share, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Instagram channel, the TikTok channel, the Facebook channel, the Tinder profile, the Plenty of Fish profile, the Bumble profile, all the good stuff. And if you're feeling generous, listen, it is Christmas coming up soon. We are less than a month away. If you're wondering what to get a fellow Dolphins fan or wondering what your loved ones can get you, be like, hey, you know, a subscription to the Go Time Dolphins Patreon page. We are adding new stuff. Merch is coming over very, very soon. We debuted, we debuted our latest segment, Patreon only, called Extra Point. We, you know, basically chop it up about not just the Dolphins, but general... NFL stuff. Um, so yeah, we're adding more stuff, you know, in the future. So the Raiders gave the Chiefs a little scared, Kadeem. Listen, I'm a little scared, Kadeem, and I said it on extra point on Patreon. I'm just saying. I, I watched that game and they were up 14, and I was like, yo, if they can do this, it would be amazing. But I think having the rest of the AFC East lose. Having the Chiefs lose as well would have been a bit too much. 
And I think for me right now, um, if if things work out the way we expect them to, if the Dolphins win their next three games, so Washington on Sunday, the Titans next week, and the paper playing the week after, the Bills are going to buy this week. Um, but should they lose to either the Chiefs or the Cowboys, it means that the best they can finish is with 11 wins. And the Dolphin will be on 11 wins by the time they play the Cowboys. So, essentially, all it takes is another three wins and one Bills lost, and the Dolphins have won the AFC East. Because, yeah, there will be, what, the Bills will need, there will be four games behind with four left. And I can't see that happening. But, change of things. I'm be real, real with you. Houston is legit. All right, hold on. Before I say that, like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not, they're not, they're not legit, legit. But Houston is gonna make the playoffs, is what I'm saying. And when you, when a team like Houston sneaks into the playoffs, a team like Buffalo just accumulating losses can't recover from that because you have a, a easier schedule in the AFC South. And now you got to play Jacksonville and the Colts and some of these walkover teams and you sneak into the playoffs and into a wild card. And then Buffalo out here got to play the Eagles and, and, and the Chiefs and the Ravens or something like that. You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys. So, listen, I heard what you said, Kadeem. I just need Buffalo to knock off the Chiefs for us one time. You do that. Lose to whoever you need to lose to Buffalo and go go home early and watch us play in the playoffs. That's all I need you to do is to knock off the Chiefs for us, and I'll be happy that. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried about the division. I just I I, I kind of don't even want them to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I don't want yo know, y'all y'all make it be what you know what I'm saying. I want y'all on the couch. I remember how bad that hurt, bro. When we were supposed to make the playoffs and they they knocked us out. I remember that. Yeah. But um. <clears throat> I got I got this real quick. I'm gonna read this tweet, Kadeem. I, I, I didn't know what you had set up for bonus time, but I, I'll read this. And this is from VBS official uh on Twitter. Uh pretty good follow, in my opinion. Uh and he's and they say the Tua Tunga Valoa experience. <clears throat> right when everyone is about to call him the clear MVP of the league, he makes the he makes the most egregious mistakes you can think of. And this sends me into deep depression. Depression. I then look back on 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 the game and realize ninety five percent of it was great, but five percent of it was so damaging that it lingers. Reality is, if the ninety five percent is better than the five percent, and we win, it doesn't matter at all. A couple of things I disagree. It doesn't matter at all. I kind of, it still kind of matters in my opinion. And two, the most egregious mistakes. He's not Jay Cutler. Like these are not like the most egregious mistakes. Shout out to Josh Casker, Aaron Casker. Like they, we we seen some quarterbacks live and die by the sword. Like yo, here comes the soul crushing interception. Two is not there yet. Two is nowhere near that. You know what I'm saying? So for him to say the most egregious mistakes, I don't think they're the most egregious. Like he said, but. I do agree with everything else he said, bro. Like, I remember in, being in London when we played the uh, the Jaguars, and I had to look back at the game because I had to rewatch it. And at first, I like, yo, Tua got to be better. And I watched the game, I'm like, yo, everybody else got to be better. Tua wasn't that bad. It's just that we want him to perform, so the world doesn't come down on us and and on him. And because everybody's talking, everybody's just waiting for him to mess up. And we just going like, bro, somehow, some way, two is held at, at a higher standard than every other quarterback in the league. And it's just the truth. Um, and then the Atlanta game, same thing. He had that pick where it was like, okay, Waddle was there and then he wasn't there and he threw the ball and it got picked. And then, oh, we lost the game because of two. Like, bro, we didn't lose the game because of two. We was winning when in the fourth quarter, bro. Like, like, the defense gave it up at the end, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel what this person just said, and, and it's it's a reality. Like, yo, it's not really that bad. But now the turnovers are kind of that bad. Like, they're getting worse. And that has to be, a, like, it has to be talked about. But before, it was never a, 
oh, your quarterback's turnover prone. Actually, he's not. You know what I'm saying? He was never was. Um, and then one of us said it on the podcast, Tua's best game. Two, Herbert, Burrow, Josh Allen. I throw in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a little different because he's like that Tim Tebow always running the ball, rushing touchdown thing. But I throw in Jalen Hurts anyway because th- those are his contemporaries. Well, Josh Allen is not really his contemporary, but we'll throw him in there too just because he's AFC East. Tua's worst game is not going to look as bad as their worst games. And their best games are not going to look as good as Tua's best games. And I said that maybe two years ago, bro. Like, it is the truth. We have a quarterback that we can trust that will protect us and the team and and wins and losses. I'm still very cool on Tua. I'm chilling. Like, I, I don't have any concerns for our quarterback. I just want him to have the mind state to be able to recover and be like, you know what? Like, like two weeks ago, throw a pick, like whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm back. And, and this last game, that was not it. Like he need a whole nother game to get back. Right. Because I know he's thinking about those picks right now. We're like an hour into this episode, but I've got to say this now we can discuss this at a later time. I disagree with what you just said in terms of tubers, Best game, what was it? Tua's worst game isn't as bad as what'd you say? Tua's worst game isn't as bad as those. I, guys. I said, I what I'm gonna say exactly what I'm gonna say. Tua's worst game is never gonna be as bad as those guys, the other guys' worst games, and those guys' best games would never be as good as Tua's best games. And I've always said that. And See, I just, I disagree with that last bit. I, I, as, I'm, as of right now, as of right now, it's, it's a fact actually. Like we could we could probably fat stat check fat check stat check that stat check fat check. I said it backwards. But yeah, yeah. we 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 can so look we, it up and, and and it's a fact. See, but then so so I think I don't want to get into this right now because it's like it's mm-hmm. late. But I wouldn't I wouldn't judge that by a fact check stat check. As as it isn't like it's it's great saying that Tuba's best game is in terms of yards and touchdowns, it's probably that Baltimore game in terms of okay. six touchdowns and thing. But it's also one of those <clears> things where even at the time, it's like the fact that you have to throw all of that is amazing. But to me, you can have a equally good game from for like 200 yards and two touchdowns, in, in, in my opinion, just by in terms but, of like. But no one said it was good. It wasn't good. Like we said his best game and his worst game. We didn't say 250 wasn't good. No, but no, but no, but that's why I said I wouldn't. If, if that kind of argument, I wouldn't go on stats in my, in my opinion, because like I said, it's stats can somewhat be misleading. Again, same way if a quarterback throws has a four touchdown game and mm-hmm. four hundred yards, but yeah. three of those touchdowns in the fourth quarter and you still lost by twenty, it's like what does it actually mean? That's why, yes. in my opinion, in my opinion, I wouldn't go by facts on that kind of argument but i can hear where you, i can hear where you're coming from so i could just throw in the word statistically like his best statistical game is still going to be better than their best statistical game and his worst statistical game is not going to be as worse as theirs like it's no matter how we dress it up i i believe it's 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 the truth um that's, that's just that's where cool. i'm at like he's not he's not what everybody tried to make him like he's getting he's getting He's getting worse though when it comes to turnovers. That's not there's no doubt about that. But he's not what everyone tried to make him out to be some game manager that turns over the ball that can't throw the ball and needs uh uh a quarterback friendly offense to just compete in the NFL. He's not that. Okay, two two things before I, I will leave at that. To follow up follow up from what you just said, I did say that Tua has those throws, and I do hope he can get rid of them. But you can go back, and I'll say it in the summer as well. It's why I had him where I did in the quarterback rankings. I was like, yo, for all of the amazing things about Tua, he will have these one or two throws a game. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but it needs to stop. It's getting worse now. And two, it's a question, but very quick. What is the Denver Broncos record as it stands? Six and five. So for everyone who said the Dolphins haven't beaten a team, team with a winning record, not only have they done that, 
they put 70 on them. And that's why the whole, the Dover Dome beat, listen, that, it means nothing. But yet in week one, week five, like, there's 17 games to play. Count it at the end of the season. And I don't care if the Dolphins don't beat a single team with a winning record. When they host the Lombardi Trophy, that's all I care about. That's all I'm going to say, but that's, that's it. it. That's all I so, got, man. Let's get up out of here. We shall see you on the next one. We'll catch you. I will should be Wednesday. Have a great Monday, Tuesday. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.